0: play at a time huh play for each other love y'all hey enjoy it today control the emotion it's gonna be live but we're gonna make it even live here we go win on three. One, three one two three win. baby need some shoes let's go boys game now game two we got one goal let's and win you shoot I shoot with you here we go win on three. One, the bills make me wanna
1: and Show! Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the Bills are making it happen now. Show! Buffalo's happening now.
0: circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Across the Bills. We've had a two-month hiatus due to the pandemic of 2020 because 2020's decided to hit a reboot button and just make our lives... Terrible, but anyway, lots of NFL news, lots of Buffalo Bills news. Of course, I am Patrick Ganchezky along with Steffi across the Bills. Brought to you by Across the Board Sports. Steffi, how is your quarantine life going on?
1: It's going okay. Um, I, I was relieved that you know we had the NFL draft just
0: recently so we have content to talk so a lot to talk about yes yes we do um, one of the major things that have happened during this time is the Buffalo Bills traded for a number one wide receiver Stephon Diggs a man that has been uh rumored to be coming to Buffalo for like 2 years now and it's finally happened. Like when the news broke that they had made the trade, people were looking at what the Bills traded for him and I was kind of like, yo, it's still a number 1 receiver. It's a guaranteed receiver and he's not he's only been in the league 4 years. Like he's still young. So for as much as I looked at it, people were complaining about the first-round pick. I was like, would you rather have an unproven rookie come in at that first-round pick and only kind of semi-produce, or would you rather have a guaranteed, verified number one veteran wide receiver and stuff on digs? I was like, I'd rather have the guaranteed thing. So, what was your thoughts on the trade?
1: Yeah, um... We obviously got him at number 22. He's our number one draft pick, essentially. Um, You know, we don't have to worry about uh, developing him as we would with a rookie wide receiver. Um, And who knows what's going on with, uh, you know, training camp and, you know, how many games we're going to have in the preseason. So this is kind of advantageous that we can just throw him in there and he's ready to go um so it just ultimately it's a it's a good move
0: oh yeah absolutely and it, and this is the thing is tri- Stefan diggs was one of the he was the top rated route runner for in the nfl's for among wide receivers and that right there brings a different dynamic to the Bills offense because now with you you put it stuff on digs out there you're basically got number 1 wide right receiver but what's also going to do is defenses are going to have to play the Bills differently now like mm-hmm. you're not planning where before the stuff on digs trade you were okay we got to focus on Josh Allen. We have to focus on Devils, Devin Singletary. We have to fo- focus on John Brown, Cole Beasley, and Dawson Knox. Like, now what Stefan Diggs does is now you have to focus on him and allow maybe a double team where whatever cornerback's covering him, that safety's got to play placed like back up and then that's going to allow Cole Beasley to work underneath that's going to allow John Brown to to work the field and everything and then on top of it the you have the tight ends in Dawson Knox and Tommy Sweeney and and that that's going to be able to and also what Stephon Diggs does for the running game and open up and it opens up holes because now teams can't play six, seven, eight in the box. Devin Singletary is going to have room to run the ball, so it's a lot of things where it he does a lot of things for your your offense and from everybody like NFL coverage and everything they love the trade. They think the Bills made an amazing trade. It's just. Now, with the OTAs and everything possibly up in the air, it's going to be interesting. And then on top of it, if they do have OTAs and they do have training camp, Stephon Diggs being on that team is only going to make the cornerbacks on the Bills even better because Uh now you have that matchup of Diggs versus Trey White, Diggs versus Levi Wallace, and he's going to make them better. So it's one of the things of... Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean are the quote unquote like saviors for this franchise. I I, (laughs) like, I like, I understand Terry Puglow bought them and everything, but we've had the for Bills fans, we've had so long of constant coach changes and constant like just being okay with being average. Mm -hmm. Brandon,
1: mediocrity,
0: yeah, yeah and Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott are not here for it. They're like, no, our goal is to win a championship. Like our that's what our goal is. And with them bringing in with them bringing in on Diggs, it's like, listen. We know we had weaknesses. We needed a number one receiver. Brandon Bean went out and got a number one wide receiver. And then you look at what they did in the draft, it's it's even more ability to improve this football team because what they what allowed them what allowed the the trade to happen was they traded their first round pick so a lot of people were expecting them to draft a wide receiver with that first round pick anyway the, yeah the 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 nfl draft the first round didn't really see a lot of receivers in the first round at all it, it was a lot of a lot of teams kind of took what they need took what they needed to take as far as like overall overall pe- overall picks and everything and of course, I'm sure you were excited for uh, your your Joe Bur- the Joe Burrow pick being number one. Yeah, since you I knew I,
1: I so called it. I knew he wasn't gonna pull an
0: Eli. You know what? I when I saw that, I was like, "Yo, is this man gonna pull an Eli? Like, is he is he really like Is he really gonna pull an Eli Manning?" Because I was I like I was curious for that. Like I was because I was busy doing something, mm-hmm. and I was like, I had Twitter up. Like doing the draft, like following the draft picks and everything, and they were waiting for it. (laughs) And I was like, "Hmm, wonder if he's gonna pull Eli Manning." I'm like, "I'm curious," and he and they did it, and I was like, "Okay, cool, you're good." But like, and then yeah, going just like going back to the overall draft is. With that twenty-second pick that um, the Bills traded for Stephon Diggs, that's where the Vikings took took Justin Jefferson. Uh huh. But before that, there was you had there was there was a little bit of a run by wide receivers in that middle that middle part of the first round because you had uh rugs going to the, to the raiders you had jerry judy going to denver C- cd lamb going to uh dallas and of course and then the eagles picking regor and then of course Ju- justin jefferson so it's like at that point like you're looking at the wide receivers you're like well had the Bills had twenty second, most likely you would have ended up with Justin Jefferson anyway because that's where that's how the draft f- fell. And when I saw the end of the first round, and I was like, I looked at the picks. I'm like, okay. I was like, the why? Because we were we were on the rugs to Buffalo train for a while. <laughs> Yes, we were. We we were like, yo, Henry for Ruggs because a hot
1: second. Yeah,
0: like the hot second, we were like Rugs the Buffalo because we didn't expect we didn't expect Brandon Mean to trade for a wide receiver. Yeah, we were not ready for it. We were not. And when they traded for the wide receiver, I was like, Okay, they traded for Stephon Diggs and then you watch the draft. And you see the, where the receivers get drafted, and then you see the Bills have, you're like, okay, the Bills had a 22nd pick, Minnesota takes Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. I was like, at that point, most of the wide receivers that the Bills would have needed or would have drafted were already gone. So, and I honestly, nothing against Justin Jefferson. He did well in LSU, but a lot of people were predicting him in the second round, not a late first-round draft pick. So when, like Minnesota, like when I read the recap of the draft, there some people, some analysts were like, Minnesota had other, other. Uh, needs elsewhere that they could have drafted for, but they needed somebody to replace Stefan Diggs. so that's why I think they reached for Justin Jefferson. Yeah, no, it was one of the things of when I saw when I when the first round ended and I saw that the Vikings had taken Justin Jefferson, I was kind of like, oh okay, well, most likely because of the way the draft ended up that's what the bills would have taken potentially. I was like, but we have Stefan Diggs. I'm not mad at it. Like, there's no reason to be mad at it. And people, like, I had a conversation with somebody. They're like, "Well, I would rather take an rookie receiver and draft and let him build in our offense." I'm like, "You sir are an idiot. Go away." Like,
1: I'm also just really impatient, so I don't want if he's ready to go.
0: Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Go. Like, <laughs> and and based on Stefan Diggs twitter activity like he's he's all about it he's all about he's all about the process <laughs> like yeah, he he like is all about like the process these
1: fans were coming into my mentions saying that oh he's a diva like giving me all
0: these yeah
1: dad warnings and stuff like that about him but i'm not seeing it
0: yet. yeah well this this is the thing is there were there were the reports and everything of him being being a diva and him talking about Kirk Cousins and everything, and uh, they uh um the one guy that does uh Good Morning Football, who's like he who's a Josh Allen Bill Stand because he's like if they make the playoffs I'm gonna go through a table and all that he uh he had a video he. I watched a video with him the other day and he was talking about when Brandon Mean were talking about the trade for digs. They're like, listen, we heard all the stuff. Like, we did our research and none of, like, none of these things came back to us. Like, we talked to everybody. We talked to people and everything and, all these like rumors and everything came and they they weren't validated. Like there was no reason. And then you just see stuff on digs on Twitter, like with the interaction with Bills ma Bills Mafia and his teammates. It's like, yo, he's all in. On, he's all in on this because he sees the Bills uptrending, and he's like, I'm gonna make this team better. So uh-huh. it's it, it's one of the things that makes you excited for the upcoming season because the bills have bills finally have that true blue number one wide receiver and that's something that the bills haven't had in years
1: hey I already have his jersey
0: so i I, I saw I that I saw that I saw that i I saw that you were like the um you had ordered the stuff on Diggs jersey and I'm like I was like yo, she's all about this.
1: Hopefully, there's no number change. Like Cole Beasley just changed his number to eleven. Yeah, and people are freaking
0: out. Yeah, well, you know what? I've seen, I've seen, I've seen true Buffalo Bills fans like with the fourteen jerseys, and it, it's instead of they've they've like taped over Fitzpatrick and put dig and put digs. I'm like. <laughs> Just repurposing jerseys. I was like, "Cause that's what that's what we Bills fans do. We just repurpose jerseys until yeah. until like we can buy buy the actual one." Yeah, the I I've actually decided this season I'm gonna actually buy another Bills jersey because the last one I the last Bills jersey I truly bought was Aaron Showball. Mm. Like I haven't bought it... I haven't bought a Bills jersey since then because like. There was this, I had this, um, (laughs) superstition, so to speak, that Uh. every time I would buy a jersey, within three, within two years, the player was gone, like, from the team. So, like, I, because I bought, granted, I bought a Buffalo Sabres slug look, slug jersey, um, bought bought the authentic Buffalo Sabers slug jersey with <laughs> for Brian Campbell, and within three years he was gone from the team. I'm just like, oh my gosh! <laughs> I spent 340 bucks on. <laughs> what a waste! I was like, I spent 300 because he was my favorite player, and I was kind of uh, like, yo, I, I, I'm I'm, and what's bad and now and what's even worse is I buy is two years ago. I bought a Luke Keekley and a Greg Olson jersey for the Carolina Panthers because that's my mm-hmm. that's my other that's been my that's been my team. I had to find a team that was good, and I kind of I fell in love with the Panthers when they started. So it's like that's been my secondary team, and then mm-hmm. they became my top team because the Bills were the Bills. So I bought their jerseys like two years ago. What happens? Keekly retires, Olsen gets released. I'm like, I, I'm really? like, yo. Uh, so, I'm like, as much as I want to buy a Bills jersey, I'm trying to decide who to buy because, like, there's like five or six players that I want to buy, but I'm like, I don't want to buy it, and then next next thing you know, in like three years, they're gone. So, it's kind of like, mm, maybe I should just buy, yeah. I, I might just buy, a, just buy a regular, like, open one and leave it at that. <laughs> Because, like, I have this superstition, and it's like... I was like whenever I buy a legitimate sport team jersey like what what's going on the only the only person that like ec- that avoided that was John Tavares cuz I have a John Tavares jersey for the Bandits and he play mm. he 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 was with the ban- he's been with the Bandits his entire life so it's like he avoided that but it's like It
1: was an exemption
0: Yeah yeah the <laughs> the exemption to the rule but Moving on to the NFL draft. Now, first of all, I I didn't watch, like I said, I didn't watch the draft, like, per se. I, I caught I caught highlights and stuff of it. Um, I will say this. Uh, the GM, Roger Goodell, seemed very comfortable in his, his house. He's, he seemed very chill. Uh, there were a lot of people that liked the draft, that they were a fan of it the the whole aspect the whole aspect of the draft and there's people talking about maybe doing this for future drafts but like maybe not the first or second round but maybe like rounds three through seven and then that way it's just all right but I'm like hmm so you just want you just want Roger Goodell just chilling in his house just reading reading draft picks every every two minutes all right like I don't know about that but. I I was like, people were excited for it. I I popped when I saw the the clip of uh uh Bill Belichick in his house feeding his dog, and then his,
1: has, or Nike
0: yeah his, 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 giving the dog like the dog a snack or he was an on camera but the dog's on the chair look and people are like the Patriots recruit the Patriots scouting division. <laughs>
1: Did you see the photo at Mike Vrabel's house?
0: Yes. 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 <laughs> what were
1: your thoughts on that?
0: Cause I was very, I was like, yo, Vrabel, Vrabel looks like a man that likes to like have a good time.
1: Yeah.
0: And then and I there t-
1: was that guy who was like sitting in the background yeah.
0: and he looks like he was pooping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um and what was funny is other people on Twitter were like because they were seeing the head coaches and they're like making the making the references to like the head coaches looking like um, it was like the sense of dating, dating an NFL head coach daughter what, which head coaches you wouldn't want them wouldn't want the father to be, and it was like a list of like Mike Vrabel and Mike Tomlin of like NFL coaches that look like they could just beat beat you down, and it was like, and it was like Vrabel and Tomlin and and that and I'm just like, wow, okay.
1: Did you also see um, the memes of Cliff Kinsbury's house?
0: Yes. Yeah, I saw that. Like it. It was. Uh, it was. It was funny because I saw the one where it was they had uh, Cliff's house and then they have Belichick next to each other and it's like and it's like man who's had six Super Bowl rings, what what one playoff game or something like that. I'm just like or and then I what was one that's funny. And I wish I would have sent it to you. Is they did they had that side by side and it was Tony Stark. Captain Steve Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> like Tony Stark's house, Steve Rogers' house. <laughs> and it's I was just so like funny. I was like, yo, that's so relatable though.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was kind of cool to see everyone's respective houses. Yeah.
0: And- it it was it was interesting and in, it was interesting in that sense is like <laughs> everybody, yeah, seeing like everybody's like houses and everything and and, whatnot. and see, and interesting how people did it. Like, you had some coaches that were, like, in their kitchen. Some people that had an office. Some people that had, like, that were just, like, yo, we're straight up in our living room. And here's my snacks and everything. Like, we got a draft party going on. Like, at the same time, I'm just, like, yo, imagine if this was, like, a NFL fantasy draft for, like, legitimate people. And I'm, like... <laughs> And then what's funny is I had Twitter reactions where like people were like, "Yo, if we're still if we're still if like when football season starts and everything and fantasy football, people are like, "Yo, we need to do a fantasy draft just like the NFL NFL team coaches." Like, yeah. I was like, "That's fantastic." <laughs> it's like it's like, "All right, we need a 13-person league." But we're going to get the 14th person, and the 14th person is going to be the GM to announce all the picks.
1: <laughs> and, yeah, I, I also, like, tweeted, remember when everyone was – there was, like, a time where everyone was, like, freaking out over, you know, the draft being in Vegas and, like, what how the stage was going to be oh, set yeah. up. And, like, we were – it's, like, we have just come far, far from that. But – I don't know. I, I kind of like the more simplistic format. I feel like it's just gotten
0: too Oh yeah. showy it, it's, or it. Well, this is the thing: is it's. I've been told. I've had conversations with people, and it's come down to the NFL draft is not for the players. It's for the fans. It, it, it's for the it's for the fans, and it's for the TV, and it's for the TV networks. And like that's all it is. It's not for the. It's not for the college players getting drafted anymore. It, mm-hmm. It's 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 become a spectacle. It's for the fans and it's for the 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 sports networks to cover. And like this year's draft, granted, like I said, I didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. I saw clips and highlights and everything, but. It was very simplistic and it was direct to the point. Like that whole first round, Roger Goodell standing there in front of the TV screen with the with the various screenshots and everything. And I love the me. I love the one meme. It's like we couldn't find two extra pictures of Chargers fans because <laughs> they just had the Chargers <laughs> logos and the Chargers logo. Yeah. And then I saw somebody when they uh during the second round when they when the bills drafted somebody was like why is there not a picture of somebody going through a table <laughs> like i was like i saw that and i'm just like listen bills that's not all we do okay we don't get dumb we don't get stupid drunk and jump through tables i was like that's like
1: yeah i feel like that's like only I like 15% of the for that yeah
0: like that's the that that's the one biggest thing I hope like I understand it's a staple of of it's Bill's funny, mafia whatever It's funny whatever but I'm kind of hoping that it starts to die out soon because yeah. oh, this is my thing and not to get off topic or anything but the bills are starting to become a legitimate threat in the in the, in the NFL. Where they're gonna they're gonna be able to challenge for playoffs and hopefully a Super Bowl. I don't want the focus always being on some random dumb Bills fan that decides to jump through a flaming table or something because what? because that's what and whatnot. Like I understand, yeah, it's funny to watch because people whatever and. But, unless you know what you're doing, like, you can There's people that have been seriously injured. There's people mm-hmm. that have been hurt. Like, I'm hoping the whole jumping through the table thing... Like, you want to jump through a table? Fine. Like, you know what? Buy, buy like, find a table that's, like, go to some... Go somewhere, buy a couple of cinder blocks, get a couple of, like, flimsy two-by-four, like, wood things, and just kind of have your friends go, bam. And, like, don't jump off an RV 15 feet in the air or through onto a plastic table because you're going to hurt yourself. It, it's one of the things of now that the bills have started to improve themselves and get back to where they're, they're a threat, it's like... I want the Bills to be one of the... I want the Bills to be on the same light as, like, the Patriots. Or, Uh like, hey, you know what? The I'm sorry. The Patriots... Whether it's Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, whatever. The Patriots have had almost... Have literally had almost 20 years of dominance. And, like, they have respect and everything. I want to get to that, like... I want to get back to where the Bills had that respect, like they did in the early '90s. Like they were a threat every year. The Bills are getting back to that, but I don't want that that black mark, so to speak, of "Hey, Bills fans are dumb and dr- and get drunk and jump through tables." Like to me, to me, that's like kind of the. Okay, Bills you have the Bills fans and everything. It's kind of like the the ugly stepchild that no one want that nobody wants to come to like the family party.
1: Uh-huh. It's like
0: It's like let invite all the family but not that person. That's how I that's how I kind of see the 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 jumping through tables g- getting to a point now especially with the Bills doing what they're doing and having and McBean kind of the process so to speak so it's like it's one of the things of I want to get the respect of the league and the teams and the other fans because yeah there's Bills fans everywhere Proof, 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 proof was shown. That 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 week in Tennessee, where it's like, this is a this is a Titans game. Ninety like eighty five percent of the fans in the crowd were Bills fans. Like Bills fans literally took over Tennessee for a weekend. From what from what I've been told that week, so it's like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. It's like that Bills fans are fun. We can do, we can we're everywhere it's like just
1: we're also really charitable
0: yeah yeah yeah. there's that because Andy Dalton and then of course and then of course donating to donating to all the the food stuff for Baltimore man because of what
1: in response to Jerry Coleman's that whole fiasco yeah
0: which which I love which I love like the minute the Ravens like and what's funny is as far as that whole fiasco goes is the Ravens got in the playoffs. The minute the Ravens got wrecked but like wrecked in the playoffs, it was like, yo, I, no nobody was saying anything. It was like cuz I uh, uh a friend of mine who didn't get blocked by him he's like yo <laughs> he's like the bills mafia fans that didn't get blocked are are destroying him on twitter cuz after yeah. that after that that playoff game with the ravens where it's like they just they just got wrecked and it's like they're like yeah the bills Ma-, like my friend who didn't get blocked that li- that lives in baltimore um uh-huh. that's a bills fan he's like yo he's like Homeboy is getting wrecked, like roasted on Twitter after that playoff game. He's like, he's like, everybody's like, yo, now what do you got to say? I was like, (laughs) like, I was like, that's karma. I was like, that's karma right there. That that that's karma. But anyway. As we were speaking on the NFL draft, um, looking at the Bills' overall picks. Now, of course, mm-hmm. the the Bill the Bills didn't have the first round pick because of the trade for Stephon Diggs, but the overall trade the overall draft for the Buffalo Bills honestly went pretty solid. Um, they didn't need to do anything flashy. Of course, they didn't need to like try to reach for reach high for anybody. hmm But they got they got impact talent. And of course, starting with the, the second round pick, oh number 54 all, overall, uh AJ Emsonessa, uh the defensive end from Iowa. Now at the time at the time that the Bills drafted um, when they drafted him, there were, there were multiple players still on the draft board that the Bills could have selected, but they took the D the D end from Iowa, who a lot of analysts believed had first round value, and of course this this after losing Shack Shack Lawson in the offseason, season, sign, bringing in Mario Addison because the Bills didn't want to be the Carolina. The, the Buffalo Panthers, um, they needed they needed a player at the end that was a solid defensive end player that was young that could build build and be a threat on this team, and that's what and that's what AJ is. He um he should be able to bolster he should be able to bolster their defense against the run. Because he's got that speed on the outside. Um, plus, of course, he comes from the Iowa program, which everybody knows Sean McDermott loves because mm-hmm. they're very because that program is very similar in to in how he views the process. Trust
1: the process.
0: Yeah. So.
1: No. Um. I personally thought it was a solid pick. Um. He appears to be a culture fit, which is what McDermott was looking for. Um, Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's got.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, following up in round three, you had the Bills uh, take another running back, and Zach Mm -hmm. Moss, the running back from Utah. They second year in a row that they drafted a running back in the third round, um, at... Now, Moss is very similar to Singletary. He's not tall. He's a couple inches taller. He's 5'9", but he's 223 pounds. So, he's a bruiser. He He's basically going to immediately come in and slide into that Frank Gore role, where he's going to be come in and give you that short yardage pound pounding thing. But the thing that Zach Moss does and... The, I got to give it up to Utah. Utah's uh, football program. They're like, the minute the Bills drafted him, Utah was like, yo, here's highlights of this man. Watch Bills Mafia. And like see that. seeing the highlights, <laughs> yo, he was just breaking people's ankles. It's like he was like juking people out, just running over people. I'm like, what is this? Dawson Knox? I don't like he's similar to Dawson Knox, just straight up like stiff arm get out of my way. And I'm like So you're basically running with two two running backs that are under six foot. One is that speed, that faster, like shifty dynamic. The other one's the thing Zach Moss where it's that power game. But Zach Moss also in the highlights that I've seen, he's got shiftiness to him. He makes defenders mm-hmm. miss. And there was one there was one clip I saw where he was dead to rights for at least like a three, four yard loss. And he just, he like juked out and spun around the defensive end and broke, broke it for like a 10, 12 yard gain. I was like, I'm, not, I'm excited for this. Because it's like now Singletary doesn't have to, Singletary doesn't have to hold the ball like be the guy where he's getting the ball 20, 25 times a game. You can bring Zach Moss in and give him that, give him ten to fifteen carries a game. You can give do Singletary fifteen to twenty. You can get T J Yeldon in there on like passing downs or whatever. And it's gonna be one. It's gonna be interesting to see the running backs, especially because. Zach Moss has that ability to just be a bruiser and wear defenses down. And then that and then this goes back to the point of stuff on Diggs is if you have Zach Moss coming out and say like a third, you got like a second and three, a third and two you're bringing Zach Moss in people start, that defense goes okay we're going to put 6-7 in the box because they're running All of a sudden, and then next thing you know, boom, you, you got a quick slant to like Diggs or John Brown and they break it for 20-25 yards. So it's, it's the thing of I see the running back pick with Zach Moss being adaptive for the offense and giving them even more dynamics.
1: Yeah, I'm. I certainly thought it was a solid pick. I have in my notes. He looks like a bowling ball, um, and uh, he looks to be like our guy. Um, when it comes down to a third and one or a fourth and one situation, he could just get it in.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. He's he's going to definitely be that type of the type of player where he can just. If you have if you need them short yards, he's gonna get it for you. Um kind of a sleeper pick for me was the fourth round pick. And that mm. being Gabriel Davis, the wide receiver from UCF. Now mm-hmm. at the Of course this was with the 128th overall pick, and Brandon Bean basically he had his pick of the litter at 128. As far as talent, that was still there because there there was some talent in this this draft. And now you bring in you bring in Gabriel Davis, who has breakaway, who has a who has speed, not like great speed, but he's got speed. But what he gives you is a physically imposing receiver. To mix, to mix in with your shifty guys of Stefan Diggs, John Brown, Cole Beasley. Um, and while he won't need to come in and contribute right away due to that fact, but he can get, he can fine-tune some stuff, so like the route running and everything, especially with the three wide receivers that I had mentioned and Diggs, Brown, and Beasley. And this is the thing is, him being 6'2", and having the talent... Sp- that he does have, that I saw from like the highlight video that UCF posted after he got drafted, he he basically can replace what Duke Williams gave you. Mm-hmm. That give you that that imposing side, plus pretty much the man ha- the man can go up and get get balls. Like so, if the balls thrown high, it he's got the ability to jump up and get the and get the catch. Mm-hmm. Granted. NFL defensive backs and college defensive backs are two different things, but if you if he's going up and and bringing in three, three, four, three, four, five catches a game, I'm cool. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. So. Yeah,
1: I was I was cool with it too. Um, I just yeah, I think he's a big and strong receiver like uh, Duke Williams. So it'll be interesting in terms of competition between the two.
0: Yeah. Now I'm going to I'm going to skip round 5 because round 5 is a whole nother conversation. <laughs> whole nother conversation.
1: Oh my god.
0: Um round <laughs> round 6 uh the yeah. the Bills took Tyler Bass kicker from Georgia Southern and granted uh Steven Hauschka signed a 2-year extension with the team la- this previous offseason. He's only connected he's connected with with less than eighty percent of his field goal attempts in each of the past two years, um, Tyler Bass. The video, the video that he released mm-hmm. of him just standing there and kicking his foot, and it being a fit. I'm like,
1: yeah, he didn't even take a step. I
0: was like, just- he he. <laughs> He's like it was a no step 50 yarder and a one step 60 yarder and I'm going what what kind of drugs do you have in your leg? Like how, like how strong like that man a man's legs like is strong because what it's interesting because Bass has only missed 2 PATs in his 3 years at Georgia Southern and he made uh. Seventy nine percent of the field goal did attempts in three in three seasons, but he led the he led the college football uh, FBS with twenty seven made field goals from forty plus yards during that span. Now we all know, Bills winters get windy, they get gusty, and everything. A man that could just like no step kick a fifty yarder. Yo, he he's gonna be cut he's gonna be important to this team. And also and also with Steven Hoshka. Steven Hoshka's been in the league a bunch of years. He he's getting up he's getting up there. This yeah. draft pick right here and the talent that Bass ha- that Tyler Bass has, I honestly believe you have your kicker of the future here. I I do. I believe you have the kicker of the future. Let him learn under Hoshka. Bring them in, let them kick the field goal, let them kick them them forty plus yard field goals that Hauschka obviously has trouble with. Mm-hmm. And then when you when Hauschka finally decides to hang it up, you have somebody that re- replaces him, or if how or if they decide not to re-sign Hauschka, you have somebody that's viable to be re- that's going to replace him. But yeah, no, when he released that video, the, the no step 50, I was like, I was like, you are my kicker, sir. I was like, if you can do this, like in game, game activity, I'm, I'm happy.
1: So I'm trying to make a thing on Twitter. Uh, His nickname should be Bass Pro Shop. What do you think? (laughs) Bass Pro Shop is open for business.
0: I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Okay. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. (laughs) Now, uh, of course, the Bills had Bills had another two second round picks this this season, and they took their second round, uh, second sixth round pick. They took Isaiah Hodgins, wide receiver from Oregon State. Now. Hodgins, Hodgins comes in. He's a 6'4", 210-pound wide receiver. He's a jump ball specialist. Um, he caught 86 uh-huh. passes for just, uh, almost 1,200 yards and a whopping 13 touchdowns. He proje- he projects as a red zone target given his wide catch radius and is the Bills' tallest receiver. Now, of course, the Bills... This this guy right here, if he develops into something special, where he can go up and get a ball, and make and make them jump ball catches, kind of like what they wanted Kelvin Benjamin to do, but couldn't. I'm a fan of it because this gives you this gives you the ability that if you're at that if you're at that like five, six, seven, eight yard line and you want to throw that corner that corner fade route to the end zone, you have a receiver that can go up and get the ball. Because now also you have to think about it is easily, in that situation, you could put Hodgins and Davis on the outside because of them being 6'2", 6'4", respectively, and then you easily could have, like, a stuff on digs or Cole Beasley underneath. So, it's yeah, like, you know, your, oh, sorry. your goal line packages get, you're, you can be very inventive with your goal line packages.
1: So, you know how you said Gabriel Davis is your sleeper? Yeah. Isaiah Hodges is my sleeper. Yeah, I literally. Sleeper. In my nose. So we'll we'll see who who wins that. we'll,
0: we'll, we'll see who we'll see who get we'll wins that we'll wins that one, and then That's if,
1: a friendly bet. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and then of course round round seven pick Dane Jackson, the cornerback from Ooh. Pittsburgh. Uh, He projects as a nickel corner at the next level after recording four interceptions, 39 passes defended in his four years of college football. He's had at least 40 tackles in each of the last three seasons. Um, He definitely gives the Bills versatility because he can play inside or outside, and that's something that McDermott and Leslie Flasier will definitely appreciate for that defense because now because now you have someone else that can play inside and god forbid that the bills like actually go through a season where their corners don't get hurt he he, he might actually you you might see playing time for him on a on a high schedule because god forbid our cornerback death is not the greatest
1: <laughs> so how would you grade the draft i have a draft grade actually um, I think I tweeted it out too. I honestly a letter grade.
0: I honestly gave the Bills a B plus for the draft. I I, I did a B plus just because, uh, just because they, they they didn't need to do anything flashy. Like they really didn't need any, but they got impact. They got impact at every draft pick, basically, and that's why I was like, mm, okay, B plus. Yeah, I gave them an A minus, so <laughs> Look it's like that a B plus an A minus is like this much indifference. It's like it's like a I didn't give
1: them an A plus. Yeah or an A. Yeah.
0: But. Um, but now the the pick that I skipped because this is a whole whole nother oh whole nother Whole nother world of conversation. <laughs> round five, one sixty-seven overall. They took the the quarterback from Georgia, Jake Fromm. Now well, I, what, like I said, I wasn't watching the draft. I was busy doing things. And then I saw on my Twitter feed that the Bills had drafted Jake Fromm with the fifth round with their with the number one sixty-seven overall fit. And I'm going. what? Why? Okay. And then after, like, after the pick had happened and people kind of had that momentary, like, shocked, like, what is he doing? And then Brandon Bean came out and basically said that he, at at that time, he was too good to pass up. Mm -hmm. Now, Looking at it, Jake Fromm is not coming in here to take to try to be the starting quarterback. He's not. It, no. It's Josh Allen's job, end of story. What Jake Fromm is going to give you is he's going to give you a stable backup option should Josh Allen's hero ball decide to take him out to t- force him to miss any time. Mm-hmm. It, because nothing against Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley is a substantial quarterback, but he's not somebody that's going to come in and give you and give you an opportunity to win games. Jake Fromm is going to give you an opportunity to win games. Now, while Jake Fromm doesn't have the arm strength, he's got the intangibles as far as football IQ because mm-hmm. he can read defenses and he and he doesn't take and he doesn't take many many risks with, with the football. And especially, especially with Matt Barkley entering the final year of his contract this upcoming season, you you get, you have a stable number two number two option. Should Josh should Josh Allen miss any miss any time? Now, I, now I know a lot of people were like, they didn't need a quarterback. <sighs> yeah, but they also kind of did because yeah, Josh Allen. Like I said, Josh Allen likes to play hero ball and there's always that there's always that option of Josh Allen getting hurt and missing games we've already seen it where uh, he what he went he granted granted Josh Allen was doing the smart thing and he was sliding and it was against the patriots and dirty bastards but he uh-huh. took a shot to the head and he missed a couple of games with because of the concussion protocol Like he was out, so it's one of the things of: Would you rather have Matt Barkley come in and just manage and try to win, or would you have? Would you rather Jake Fromm come in, who's learning the offense and who's smart, who can read NFL, who can read defenses, and go and give you the thing? Also, I'd like to state that I also believe the Bill. Granted, yes, while. Brandon means said it was too good to pass up. I also believe he did this mainly to screw the Patri- the Patriots out of drafting a quarterback. So, yeah, sweeping us. At that end of at that end of the point of them dr- because honestly cuz I knew cuz I was like watching the drafting and I'm going Fromm's still on the board. And it mm-hmm. was and it was like the and, and it was the start of the fifth round and I'm like looking at, and I was looking at like the pe- the analysts like top top players still on the board and Fromm was there and I'm going, please don't let him go to the New England, like because I knew because looking at the quarterbacks because I I had to I did research for. A uh, friend of mine who wanted me, uh, who's doing a dra- draft thing, wanted me to look at quarterbacks because I had played the position in high school and everything. Mm-hmm. So I did the thing. And when I saw, like, the court, and I was like, okay, Joe Burrow number one, to, uh stuff like that, I was like, I had Fromm. And I was like, Fromm's going to go to a team where he's going to be able to learn. Like, that. But I was like, he and my buddy who's a Patriots fan, he's like, "Yo, what about Fromm going to the Patriots?" I was like, "I hate it, I hate it." I was like, "I'd not want From with with the with the mad with the mad scientist of football," and and it was funny because they the Bills drafted From, and I was like, "Good."
1: So you know the pun, Jake from From yes. State Farm. Yeah. So he's essentially our quarterback insurance.
0: Yep. 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 At QB too. Yep. So <laughs> absolutely. Wild. Now now an interesting now an interesting uh, thing since we're on the quarterback since we're on quarterbacks is mm. there were three hundred and thirty-seven players that were that were eligible to be drafted. Or invited to the draft or something like that. Um there was one player that never. That was one player that didn't get drafted out 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 of the or whatever. I can't. I got. I can't find the thing. That being the quarterback from Michigan, Michigan, Shea Patterson, who. Oh. Yeah. Um, I have to. I have to find it. Uh, yeah. Somebody. It was in. It was in my my group chat with my friends for our Madden league. Somebody posted mm-hmm. it. Um. It was like yeah. It was like. Out of the three hundred and thirty-seven players, three hundred and thirty six got drafted or, or whatever. And the one being Shave Patterson, and I'm like Hmm. Okay. That's 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 interesting. But I get he uh he just signed he just uh signed with the Giants as an undrafted free agent. So oh, okay. at least he got signed. But Looking at the while the Bills did have a, a solid uh draft and they filled spots. Of course there was the AFC East has gone under a complete like someone just like put out like got 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 a canvas and was like hmm this is it's like this is how the AFC aced. we're gonna. Okay, let's get some turpentine and scratch this out. Scratch this out. Yeah. The, first of all, Tom Brady leaving the New England Patriots. Like to Tampa Bay. To to Tampa Bay of all of all places. I, I'm like, and then on top of it, Tampa Bay trading for the rights to Rob Gronkowski. And Gronkowski coming out of retirement to rejoin Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. I'm just like, okay, well, all right, um, this is interesting, but now, of course, the Patriots are going into um, is going into the season with. Basically, Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham as their quarterbacks. While there's there's still quarterbacks out there. Um, Andy Dalton has been released from has got has gotten his release from the Bengals. Cam Newton's out there and everything. So it's going to be interesting to see what the pa- Patriots do. But the minute that the Patriots lost Tom that Tom Brady decided that he's not re-signing with New England and then he signed with Tampa Bay people were like yo it's the Bills division to win totally agree with this but yeah. now after the draft after the draft the Miami Dolphins of all teams worry me because of the because of the moves that the Miami Dolphins have made um, they granted. They they were they didn't they didn't have a great start to last season. They did finish off four and four, but they went out and signed players in free agency. They got Kyle Van Noy. They they signed Byron Jones. They they signed Shaq Lawson. Um, they added they added Tua. They took USC's Austin Jackson. At left tackle, and then promoted, and then got more depth in the secondary. And uh, Auburn's Noah Igbino Jeehy. I'm, I believe that's how you pronounce it. I could be wrong, but it's one of the things that the Dolphins have kind of changed their team up. And if Tua can even show, uh, 50% of what he uh, what he was able to do in college. I'm worried. I'm worried because and then on top of it you have the Jets because the Jets had a solid offseason bringing in CJ Mosley and all that. Um of course of course that was the reason that Bills won the game is him getting injured, but he's back. Sam Ar- Sam Darnold's going to be back and not ho- and hopefully won't get mono this season. But the the Jets went out and got w- went out and made made uh moves in free agency and the draft because they signed George Fant. They got Connor McGovern. Uh they used the their eleventh pick on the tackle Mackay Beckton at Louisville. Like Alright. Granted it's the Jets. The Jets have made moves, but it's still Adam Adam Gase is still their head coach, so it's like I'm not worried about the Jets, but I'm then worried about the Jets because of the talent. Like I'm not like the Dolphins and the Jets both have me worried because of the t- moves they made and talent. But they, but I'm a little more worried about the Dolphins because because I think Flores is a slightly better coach than Adam Gase.
1: Yeah, I actually like Flores, and I'm I'm really excited to just bring back the Bills Dolphins rivalry. It's been dormant.
0: It has been. And then on top of it, it now now you have that age old question of with the Patriots is was it Bill Belichick and Tom Brady or was it only Bill Belichick? So if the Patriots come out and start just because the Patriots still have that defense. Not gonna lie, the Patriots still have the defense. But if the Patriots come out and win games because of their because of whatever, like people are going to go, okay, well, it was Belichick at the day, at the end of the day, especially, especially if Tom Brady struggles in Tampa Bay, because the thing that, the thing that you don't understand, a lot of people missed with the move for Brady to Tampa Bay is yes. Okay. Brady's Gronkowski's going to be there. Brady's going in with actual wide receivers and weapons. He's got. You're you're giving Tom Brady Mike Evans. You're giving him OJ Howard. You're giving him Chris Godwin. You're giving him. You're giving him the. You're giving him a. You're giving him serviceable running backs. But he's and then you add you add Gronkowski to that to that offense. That offense kind of looks dangerous to me now. So yeah. it, like, Tom, granted, Tom Brady has weapons. But like it's the thing of if Tom Brady struggles, it's that people are gonna go. Well, Brady needs Belichick, uh. not not Belichick needed Brady, especially especially if the Patriots start start thriving. Now I know a lot of Patriots fans are worried because of their quarterback situation, but. Yo, if Jared Stidham goes in and and has any kind of replication to what Matt Castle did a couple of year years ago when Brady was out for a season, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just gonna be like, Yo, Belichick's the goat. End of story. Brady Bra- Brady Brady just institute Brady had Brady was good, but Brady was o- Brady only was good because of the because of the coaching he had. But it's still one of the things of, at this point, it's still the Bills' division to lose. It's just, now it's a little bit harder. Because of the moves that the Jets and the Dolphins have made. But... And here we are. Yeah, it's here we are. Because (laughs) now it's like, okay... The draft's over. There's been we we don't know what's going on. With, we don't know what's going on due to the pandemic and everything because mm-hmm. um, they canceled the owners meeting that was supposed to happen this month, I believe. So it's like yeah.
1: I know the um, the NFL schedules are supposed to be released by May
0: 9th. Yeah, and it's, so so we have a week. Interesting. We have a week. Um... It's gonna be. It's one of the things that's gonna be interesting, but uh, it's also it's also one of the things of for sports podcasts like us, especially when we're focusing on just one team. It's like, I'm sorry, folks, we don't have a lot of information.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like this is our first podcast in two months. <laughs> this is
1: quarantine podcast.
0: Cool. Yeah. Hashtag quarantine bills. (laughs) So, but it's one of the things of... It's going to be interesting to see what happens. And, of course, following following social media and everything. But to finish up... um how was your you last night on Twitter was quite hilarious because you were you one I don't know what you were drinking because you said you you stated th- okay so you stated that you were drunk but you also you also were not that you were not here for all the Josh Allen hatred last night because you were like I'm not I yeah. I don't know what I not was happening. Don't
1: any Josh Allen slander on my timeline. There's too much of it. I see out there. I don't understand why there is so much hate for him. Why?
0: I don't. I don't. I don't understand. I'm just like because I. <laughs> I'm like I open my Twitter and I see. I, I see tweets and you're just tweeting and I, and then I was like you're like I will not tolerate Josh Allen's slander on my like, and I'm like
1: who is slandering Josh Allen? No, I was like what is, what is going on? Pro football focus probably I don't
0: know. I was like what is happening? What I was like there's no there's no reason to slander Josh Allen. No one's playing. I was like there's no football going on. I was like what what slander is being talked.
1: I don't
0: know where that I was drunk so I could just imagine you you're sitting there with your my tie and you're on Twitter and then you see some article that's talking about Josh Allen and it's like and then there's like comments and you're just like I'm not having it I'm not having it nope So
1: not about that life.
0: Yeah, not at all, but that's (laughs) going to do it for us for across the bills for Steffi. I'm Pat G. This has been across the bills. Tune in, uh, Next time when we have another podcast, I guess um, hopefully it won't sure. be too. It won't be two. It won't be two months later. Also, check out everything across the board sports because there's tons of content there, uh, podcast articles, so on and so forth. That's who we uh, work with because they're a great crew over there. I know they've been doing their best as far as uh, covering all things Cleveland, as far as. And that because most of, most of the staff decides to live in Ohio. It's yes. like they can't they can't be they can't be smart and live and live in and live in cities where there's good sports. Speaking coming from the Cleveland Indians fan, right? <laughs> I'm just I, I'm I'm out of it, man. It's 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 been a it's been a lo- it's been a long couple of months, but. Thank you for listening, and as always, we will see you guys on the flip side.